I'm Jo from Platypus Research and Platypus is um, a research agency that specialises in kids, youth and family research. Um, so what I'm going to talk to, to you about today is um, basically the f just focusing on boys. And so the whole presentation and all the research that we've done is, is focused on boys. So I'm sure you'll have seen lots about this, um, but there's lots, been lots of attention over the last 10 years given to empowering girls and moving away from the traditional stereotypes that we see for girls. Um, and while there's still a lot of work to do in this area to achieve kind of what we'd see as being equality, things are definitely improving, we're definitely moving in the right direction. But while this shift in the media landscape's been really inspirational and really um, positive, we couldn't help wondering whether the needs of young boys are being neglected in the hunt for the empowered female. What's happening with boys while all this attention is being placed from the media on the empowered girl? And there are definitely some signs that point to the fact that male and female stereotypes are harmful to boys too. And some of the media clips you'll see there um, just kind of allude to that as well. So one of the most alarming ones certainly is around suicide um, and being the largest cause of death for young men aged 20 to 49 and figures are actually on the increase for um, suicide for young men. There's also been a sharper increase in the number of men diagnosed with eating disorders since t the year 2000 compared to the number of females, so that's on the increase. And estimates suggest that actually one in four of those suffering with an eating disorder were actually male. So it's not just a female issue, it's male and it's becoming more so. And to add to that, we see that boys are underperforming if you look at the educational stats. Boys compared to girls are underperforming at school. Um, certainly something we can't ignore, our education system isn't working for boys at the moment. Okay. So things clearly need to change and we really wanted to understand what was going on. So we, this is the finding we're going to present to you today, Charlie and I will go through a summary of findings from a wider piece of research that's actually a syndicated piece of research. Um, and we conducted a number of different approaches. We did online surveys with a thousand parents and boys. We um, did some in-home research, uh, interviewing the boys in um, threes, but tasks that allowed them to do separate individual tasks. Ethnography, getting them to capture their lives on, on a kind of video camera. We've also done an element of digital tracking, which involved them downloading an app onto their different devices so that we can actually track the exact apps websites etc that they're using so it's not just clone behavior and how often they're using each one so that that those figures have only just been released so we've not managed to include them in this presentation but they're available in the wider report and um, so that'll be really interesting for us to look at okay so boys what are they really like we analysed in detail how boys spend their time, looking at many factors such as the games they play on, books they read, what they play outside, the toys they like, structured activities, the films, TV, really every aspect of life. Um, and I identified six real kind of needs that seem to drive boys and the boys that we, we interviewed. And obviously, something the point to make now is that what we've identified in the research is that gender isn't a black and white construct, it definitely exists on a spectrum. Um, 
but and what I'm going to talk about is when I'm talking about boys, it seems that there's a tendency for boys to be like this. Not all boys are like this. Some boys act on another end of the spectrum in the same way that some girls would act more on the boys, boyish end of the spectrum. So I don't want, I want to clarify that now so you're not thinking through our research we're being, we're actually putting stereotypes in, but this is talking about the av average picture. Okay, so the six, six needs are there and I'll just talk you through in a little bit more detail about each one. So achievement really seems to be a big driving factor for boys um, and we can see this through some of the activities that they take part in. Gaming, something you'll have heard a lot about during the conference but gaming is one of the main activities for certainly the 8 to, eight to 13 year old boys. They're spending a significant amount of their day uh, playing on games consoles and this really gives them a sense of achievement on the kind of games that they choose to play. We also found that sport came up as a really popular pastime. Many boys, um, nearly half of them actually had put it as their top five interests, some form of sport. Um, and football definitely dominates that currently. Um, it's the single biggest activity that boys choose to play outside. When they go outside for free play, they will play football, 29% of them saying that's what they do. Swimming comes in second. So that feeling of achievement, being able to score a goal, win against another team, comes through really strongly there but then more kind of less less in a structured way games like tig tag you know the kind of old-fashioned traditional style games are still being played in the playground um, and boys really enjoy that kind of activity that gives them that feeling of being able to catch somebody and and, and win and, and that feeling that they've achieved something but then on a less kind of obvious um, from a less obvious point of view that I think where the stereotyping can come in with boys we actually found that one of the key things boys are interested in is actually getting to finding out how things work 37% were actually interested in doing that discovering facts about the world and even doing cooking came up as one of the top five interests for some boys and that those kind of activities give them a sense of achievement that they've actually found something out or they've created something and have, have made something themselves and have this end product they've achieved this themselves so achievement isn't always about winning, it can be about creating or kind of finding something out. So basically if you want to create a sense of achievement you need to be thinking about featuring competition, you need to think about sort of an element of gameplay which obviously comes through from games consoles, problem solving is a big one, having a challenge for them, they really feel a good sense of achievement if it's been a bit of a challenge and obviously the, the level of challenge you've got to be careful with because it can impact them if it's too challenging. And also developing skills, that's a big one, learning how to ride a bike, learning how to ride that bike faster, over more bumps etc can give them a sense of achievement. Excitement comes through really strongly for boys as well um, and we certainly found that with the, some of the boys that we were interviewing which I'll just show you in this video now. It's just the thrill of not knowing what's going on and then getting jump scared like three seconds into the film. And I just really like it because they always go fast and like you don't know what's going to happen there's always a bit of action in it. Um, ride my bike, I usually go down to the woods Yeah. because behind there is uh, a set of jumps I really like to do. Um, yeah, and I used to have a motorbike and I'm getting one soon, hopefully. Um, and I just go down there and just jump and yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just really nice. Cool. It's also like the adrenaline rush you get. I, I, like, I like Chucky. Chucky friend. He's like, well. yeah, it's tall and like, he like, you go down with knife like, do you wanna play? <laughs> yeah, how the films. I like, blow, blow up. Yeah. And it's really funny though, because when his mind blows up, 
it blows up and you buy fake ones for a reason so you just keep it on charge and just when you go ride it they like ride it and it blows them sets on fire it's really nitro circus just the lack of health and safety yeah i quite like top gear as well yeah i like seeing the cars going around and causing crashing and the fast and furious just it's got like loads of american muscle cars and all that in there and Italian job all the old minis and stuff. Are you doing tough enough? Yeah, um What's what's tough enough? It's like in a summer course, yeah. yeah. It's like really muddy and stuff and oh, me cool. me, Luca and Ollie. We stay together and like help each other get each other any goals. It's not very muddy. Nice. It's quite hard on your own, yeah. Because you have to get over there's these like stuff. two meter walls which you have to get yeah. over. Okay. So there's definitely that feeling that they, they want this adrenaline rush to kind of really search for that in the activities that they um, they do. Um, some of the things that came out to sort of highlight that was one of the main key activities that they enjoyed at school um, was doing experiments, so Bunsen burner, the dangerous metals, that kind of unknown risk associated with it. The books you can see there that they were in, they were really enjoying with those that caused that suspense, that excitement. Um, TV and films, it's about that lack of health and safety, it's about that kind of, you know, you know, just doing something that could be a little bit risky, a little bit dangerous. Unfortunately, those kind of th things, this, this desire for excitement and adrenaline can lead them to accessing content that's actually not appropriate for them. So we very commonly see them playing games that are older than is recommended for them. And that comes with its own, obviously, um, downsides to that. There's definitely a need for content that's kind of in between the, the sort of younger content and that very much older content, but that still can give them that feeling of, of adrenaline and, and excitement. Okay, so if you're looking to kind of generate the excitement, it's about, it's, about, it's about giving them a feeling of surprise, giving them the unexpected, a feeling of newness, kind of new games coming out, new programs coming out, that sense of suspense and building that suspense works really well. Speed is a big thing, that feeling of going fast on your bike or um, on the games that they're playing and that sense of risk and danger, but also a sense of, of achievement can come through and building excitement for them. They can feel excited by achieving something, especially if it's been a challenge to get there. Freedom's another one, and having an element of freedom and free play is absolutely crucial for all children, for their development, and this comes through really strongly for boys. We've identified three types of freedom, and it's worth pointing out that they create these different types of freedom in different extents, depending on the boys' personalities. So for some boys, it's very much a physical freedom. It's about playing out. It's, and where, where playing out is becoming more restricted, with parents having fears about how much freedom to give children playing out, gaming comes in there really strongly, with game like Minecraft and Sims, giving them that sort of sense of freedom that they would ordinarily get outdoors, that they can now get in the digital world. For other boys, and, and this comes out really strongly, is the creative element. Lego is one of the, their main hobbies. 39% um, saying that their top five interest is creating, building, making things. And creativity isn't something that we'd naturally associate with boys. It's often a real girly construct. It's often kind of um, communicated or designed for in a very girly way. And I think that is a real area that we can build on for boys. And then there's the emotional side of things. Boys love humour. I interviewed um, a headmistress who, um, she, she works at one of the, um, 
the main sort of primary school, private primary schools for boys, very successful. And um, I asked her about a secret for educating boys, what are the teacher's secrets, and she said, banter. It's all about the banter, not taking things too seriously and, and allowing them that sense of kind of freedom in emotion and humour. One of the biggest myths we found about boys is that they can't concentrate, that they won't focus for very long. But if you engage a boy in a conversation about something they're interested in, they can talk for a long time about it. Um, I've had 20-minute conversations with my son about the, the superheroes, his favourite superhero and why. Um, so really being, finding a context that they're interested in and making it obvious to them. So visual imagery is really, really important. And the vloggers have come through really, really strongly for this reason, because they're talking about things that they enjoy, gaming, and they're doing it with the banter. And they're boys, ordinary boys, just like them. It's, they can see that as a relevance to themselves. And some of the things that they're interested in, it's not just about football. Um, yep, sport comes through strongly, and that just shows across you know, where those activities and the interests come in and out of their lives, at what age group. But other types of sports were coming in there as well, and I've done research for um, RFL, Rugby Football League, and you know, lots of different sports come in, and, and they can be inspired by what they see on the television to start up a sport. Um, being active generally, jumping, skipping, hopping, climbing, balancing, they, they're really interested in, in using their bodies and being active. And then there's a whole list of other interests that I think we can use for content and, and use for inspiration to really hook boys into, um, into what we want them to uh, be entertained by. Having a sense of belonging is really, really key for boys. And we found this particularly when we're looking at the stereotypes. Boys need to feel that they fit in. People and their family, it comes through really, really important, including pets. Their little furry friends in their lives become such a big, important part of their lives for boys. Um, friends obviously come in there and their teams that they're playing with they get a, a real sense of belonging and, and attachment to those sorts of things and using kind of similar characters or similar kind of familiar uh, relationships really helps them to see the relevance things also come through as something that they can get attached to they often put things in their bedrooms they display it because they're really proud of either achievements that they've had but they like to have a physical um, representation of that achievement um, and they can become very attached to things can boys and certainly things like cuddly toys come up we've been in many boys houses the same kind of they're quite bravado and quite butch and you'll go up to the bedrooms and there's that teddy on the bed that they've had since they were one um, so it, it's, it's about the kind of those sense of attachment that they get and technology as they get older comes through even more strongly they become very attached to the devices that they're using um, and boys like to discover they like to discover facts and things about the world around them um, you see there that 37 percent said their top five interest is just discovering facts about the world they're really interested in finding out new things again this is how youtube comes through really strongly for them because they've got the freedom to be able to find out what they want about the th things that they're interested in and we saw documentaries um, and factual books coming through strongly as a really interesting um, as really um, kind of key content for them shows like deadly six Time Team, Horrible Histories and the Discovery Channel are really popular for boys because they're interested in the world and what's happening. Okay, so I'm going to hand you over to Charlie who's going to talk to you a bit more about the stereotypes and attitudes.
Okay, so that is um, pretty much what boys are like. Um, but now we're going to look a little bit about what boys feel they should be like and the certain stereotypes that they and their parents have about the way that boys and girls should be. I'm just going to share a quick video now. Um, in the video you'll see um, it's from our field work and we're doing a task with the boys. Um, they were given three envelopes, one with a picture of a girl on, one with a picture of a boy and one with a picture of a boy and a girl. And then they were given a load of cards um, and they had things on them like, like science, cries, often, um, likes football. And we asked them to sort them into the, um, the relevant envelopes and then we spoke about it together afterwards. Because boys do more physical activity than girls, so girls just spend most of their day, time in the day putting makeup on and so. stuff. Hi boys! Boys. Boys. Girls lying winks. Um, because you don't see girls playing football, playing rugby. Girls don't like rugby. It's too, it's too physical for them. It's too violent. It's angry. Boys, both, both. Yeah. So why do you think boys? Yeah, you just see more boys in angry. Yeah. Boys, so girls are not brave. No. Well, there are very, very few girls. By the way, I thought boys because I know my mum hates getting her hands dirty, so I don't think girls like getting their hands dirty. Boys and boys girls. And girls. girls. Just girls, yeah? <laughs> what are you shocked for, Finn? <laughs> my favourite card is pink and yet. Well, that I, you might actually surprise me by saying that. No, because like. Growing up, we've had in like year one, two, and three. Yeah. Had like most people pointing you, like you in a specific direction. So say you're a boy and you wanted to play with dolls, you they would you you would get pushed to play with a bulldozer or like a car. And if you're a guy and you want to play with cars and stuff, they push you towards the dolls. It's okay to like girls stuff and boy stuff. Right. It's harder for boys to show their emotions when they're around girls because they don't. They want to try and be the biggest, the biggest and the best instead of looking small and weak. You could have someone that's like really muscly, yeah, and strong, um, but that is like emotionally weak, like the grand's dog dives on them. They they cry in front of all the friends and all, and then they would think that he's weak and they wouldn't want to hang around with him. Well, there's like pressure on boys trying not to cry. Girls are known as like the ones that are always emotionally, like, are not always gonna take forever to let their emotions out. And do you think that's fair? Not really. So like you could have a really good reputation mm. and then cry and then your reputation would go down. I think the exact same. Like, I even never cried at my dad's. I'm embarrassed. Depends what it's for. I don't know. You're not sure? It's just embarrassing for me. If you... Yeah. If you were at school and something upset you... I wouldn't you... cry, I'd be strong. What about, like, if you really, really, really felt like and you couldn't stop it, like, you started crying? I did that when my cat died. Yeah. Would, would you... Would I'd you... run off to the toilets. Girls. Girls. Unless like the game. No offence. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so moving on um, and talking about popularity. Um, the concept of being popular and fitting in is actually really important for boys. Um, but the ways in which they can do this are actually quite narrow. Um, and opinions that boys have are pretty much set from the age of six. Um, you can see here that being sporty and funny are key attributes of being popular um, in the eyes of boys. And then looks become more important as they get older. Now, um, there's mixed opinion about whether or not being clever um, makes you popular or not. Interestingly, um, non-white British males were twice as likely as white British males um, to say that being clever would make you popular. Um, but boys can be clever, we know that, all boys can be clever. Um, however, when we see clever boys and intelligent men represented within the media, it's often um, they're seen as nerds or they're seen as geeks, um, often in a comedy role um, where the audience is laughing at them and not with them. Um, a prime example of this would be the Big Bang Theory. Um, another example as well, um, within Harry Potter, you have Hermione, the strong female lead, who's very academically capable, and um, she's very strong-willed when it comes to her schoolwork. And then you have the two male characters, um, Harry and Ron, who are still seen as quite mischievous, always getting into trouble, and very much relying upon that female character um, for the academic support. So according to boys, there are more attributes that make you popular if you're a girl. So you can see that the physical attributes such as um, looking good are more important um, within girls' popularity. Um, but there's also more avenues for girls to be popular. So they have, um, if, if they can sing, if they're funny, if they're caring, if they're cool, all of these things make um, girls more popular. And uh, given that there are far more attributes here um, that may determine a girl's popularity, and bearing in mind that this is coming from a boy's perspective, um, it can be argued then that boys actually see girls having many more avenues to explore in terms of their personalities um, and this supports previous research that's explored and um, the changing media landscape and social discourse surrounding girls and um, I think it further highlights the need for changes to be made for boys. Now there's definitely a feeling amongst boys that um, there are certain activities that boys can't do. Um, scouts in particular um, Boys, boys and girls can go to scouts, but only girls can go to guides, that sort of thing. Um, it seems more okay for girls to do things that are deemed boys' activities than it is the other way around. Um, girl power is improving all of the time, and that's really great, but what about boy freedom? The freedom for boys to be who they want to be. Uh, you can see that 51% there of boys um, reported that they haven't tried some activities just because they feel they're actually girly activities. So what does a boy do if he doesn't like football? Um, we can see there's so much pressure for boys to be sporty, to be X, Y, and Z. And it's not as open for, girl, uh, for boys sorry, to be um, what they want to be as much as it is for girls. Um, there's a narrow scope of activities that are deemed to be boys' activities, and that comes in through stereotypes. And um, we found that boys will only see something as a boys' activity if they've personally seen other boys or other men doing it themselves. You can see here, these are the um, four most popular activities that boys suggested they'd like to try but they haven't because they're girls activities so you've got dancing gymnastics horse riding and singing and it's interesting there that one of the boys said to us you don't get many boys saying that they want to grow up to be a singer it's usually just that weird one in the choir and that's quite interesting because it reinforces that idea that if you're doing something that's not deemed to be a boys activity if it's different then you're the weird one and for boys standing out um, from the crowd it's not something that they want to be doing now there's a lot of bravado as well around being a boy. Um, boys feel the need to put on a brave face even if maybe they don't feel as happy inside and things aren't going right for them. The need to be a certain way, um, even if maybe they aren't that way, to act a little bit tougher when they're around their peers and they're desperate to fit in. 
Boys are generally quite positive about life, um, but as they get older, more pressure seems to creep in, um, especially with regards to the way that they look, um, how successful they are, especially thinking about getting a good job later on with lots of money. Now, only 28% of boys actually definitely agreed that they feel positive about their future. Um, this then decreases even more to one in five when it's 12 and 13 year olds that we're looking at solely. And only 16% of the 12 and 13 year olds that we spoke to definitely agree that they feel happy with the way that they look. Showing emotion as well, that's very difficult for boys. Um, as you can see in the video, a lot of boys reported not feeling comfortable crying in front of their peers, and if they really needed to do so, they would try so hard to hold it in, or they would go somewhere and hide and cry in private. A lot of boys also play down worries and concerns they have. They sugarcoat it and make out that everything's okay um, if it's not necessarily, if they're not feeling great on the inside. But when, they're, when probed, it's quite clear that boys are, are concerned um, with the way that they're perceived, how people see them, their image, and how successful they are. So boys do have these worries, but to be popular, they need to be funny, they need to be strong, they need to be sporty. Um, and that's sort of causing a bit of a dilemma there for boys. There's definitely a pressure for boys to look a certain way as well, which is often unachievable. Um, you can see here that muscles are definitely um, overwhelmingly seen as a positive um, male form, um, especially for 12 and 13 year olds with 74% saying that this guy here um, is the perfect man when shown um, a group of pictures. 74% um, of 12 and 13 year olds also said that the bigger guy down here um, was the worst, um, well the least, the least perfect. Um, one eight year old even told us um, if I looked like this I'd kill myself. And, and just touching on it again, 16% obviously um, saying that they definitely agree they feel happy. I think that's quite a low figure. Moving on to um, social media and gaming. Um, social media and gaming can give boys a sense of freedom, a sense of excitement and a sense of connection. Um, but it can also have a negative impact um, on the time that they're spent outside engaging in physical activity. And we know that physical activity is so important for um, physical, social and psychological development within boys. And um, as well as that, with extensive screen time, boys can be exposed to certain negative themes, um, especially in some games and on social media with regards to photographs on Instagram or judgments made on Facebook. Now if we look at role models you can see that from an early age um, superheroes are the most popular role models. You've got four and eight year olds there looking up um, to Spider-Man, Batman, Captain America, that sort of thing. And then as they get older these superheroes make way for the real life heroes. Um, now the superhero ideal can be a really good role model but it can also be a bad role model because in the good way the superheroes are really good characters for their community they're saving lives they're helping people um, but on the other hand their body types are often really exaggerated um, and the stereotypes that boys are exposed to from early on about being strong and fighting um, and being muscly they're really ingrained within the superhero films and um, you can also see within fancy dress costumes even for four and five year olds the superhero fancy dress costumes are um, I definitely already got the muscles built in and the abs and the biceps and everything like that. As boys get older they still look up to people um, who have that body image that they deem to be perfect. Um, whether, or not it's in, um, sorry, whether or not it's ingrained within boys that look to the superheroes and then later on in life they look to the perfect um, male form and that's yet to be confirmed but we can see quite a clear pattern here emerging um, and the stereotypical boy and the stereotypical man uh, definitely gain a lot more attention and admiration from boys. 
boys look up to people who they feel are talented as well and do the things that they want to do and um, it, we must remember that the things that they want to do are actually governed by the media things that they see in the media and things that they see boys and men do in their real life so really those um, options for role models are actually quite limited. Now moving on, it's quite exciting um, that vloggers are starting to emerge as role models, um, positive role models as well for boys. Um, role models, as we said, come from their interests, people who are good at what they want to be good at. Um, so for example, a lot of the time it's men that are strong and men that are good at sports because that's what they're taught is good to be for a boy. Um, and this is why we need to encourage um, different types of role models and why vloggers, it's really exciting and um, they're increasing in popularity. Um, because they're people that kids are choosing to watch based on their own interests. Um, YouTube is great because it puts the power into the hand of the viewer and they decide what they want to watch based on what they like. Now watching YouTube can be a social activity but it can also be a solitary one and thus the pressure from peers is not always present um, and they have the choice over what they watch and who they watch. Vloggers as well, often everyday people, um, relatable and the nature of content can often defy stereotypes because um, you quite often see young males talking about emotional difficulties and struggles um, in ways that aren't really displayed in mainstream media so much. And I'm going to pass you back on to Joe. So um, just quickly to run through some how that we feel that kind of impl has got implications for um, you guys. Um, so I think there are clear ways that, that media, media organisations and brands can help to address the issues that boys are facing. So let's stop focusing on gender and start focusing on individuality. That means not necessarily targeting boys and girls, but targeting interests and needs and accepting the fact that what it is to be a boy or a girl isn't black and white, but more along a spectrum that boys and girls sit along at different points. There's no doubt that there are fundamental differences between boys and girls, but they also have a lot of a lot in common and in focusing on the differences I think we've massively oversimplified things and possibly drawn assumptions about boys and girls that aren't true. So we need to start the movement that has begun for girls and readdress the balance. Boys are currently subject to very narrow stereotyping. They're supposed to be funny, cool, sporty, and not clever, caring, artistic, music, musical or creative. But not all boys like sport, and many boys are clever, artistic, musical and caring. We need to let boys know it's okay to be who they are and like what they like. That means positive images and role models of boys and men being associated with a wide range of interests, activities and talents. Robot role models that show it's okay to show emotion, talk about feelings, be less than perfect and do what you enjoy. Having a talent, and a really good example of this is um, Ed Sheeran, who was, was bullied as a, a child but kind of kept on and, and did what he loved um, and is obviously as successful as he is. Recognise boys like being creative. They like having the freedom to construct and build their own things. Widen the creative focus from just a girly representation of creativity to a more inclusive one. Boys love gaming vloggers because they're doing something they love and having a laugh and banter with it. So take inspiration from this for, for content, style and characters. Boys like learning and discovering new things and facts and how to do things. But the attribute of being clever is not a positive one for boys. Within the media, the clever characters are sometimes seen as comedy and geeky like in The Big Bang Theory. As, as Charlie said, we tend to kind of laugh at them rather than with them. Um, can we reinvent the attribute of being clever? 
to encompass skills such as practicality, explorer, discoverer, problem solver, and feed these constructs into games, into characters, into storylines, to take it away from the traditional terms associated with academia that boys feel so alienated from. And there's a list of other ideas for um, helping you guys in the future with this, which um, will be present with all the other slides on the Children Media Conference website after the event. Um, and that's it from us. And there's, there's a full report available that you can buy into, which literally has all of the information from the research that you can, uh, you can get in touch and find out more about. Okay, thank you for your time.